It's time for Rhema for Today. Now, how come him to cast his mantle upon him? Well, you'll find that the Lord had told him. If you'll read previous verses, we'll not take time to do it. Now then, I want you to notice that he cast his mantle upon him. That signified, you see, casting his mantle upon him signified that the Spirit of God would come upon him and anoint him to stand in the office of prophet like Elijah did. So this came upon me, not only upon me, I could feel it on me just like if somebody throwed a cloak over my shoulders or an overcoat, see? But then it also went down inside me into my spirit. I stopped dead still. I knew what it was. It was a teaching gift. He just promoted me just then to the office of teacher. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching on the Spirit Within and the Spirit Upon, Volume 2. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I remember after I was born again, and I, when I was born again, you see, I had completed two years of high school, and then I went back to high school after missing a year. I was 16 months bedfast, you see. And I went back to high school. And, and then in high school, we, we studied history also. And so I remember that uh, the history, of course, was always one of my favorite subjects anyway. But I, they test, the teacher tested me out. I'd take a, a chapter in history and read that chapter. I mean, I mean, in a history book I'd never read before, a chapter I'd never read before. And I'd read that, close it up, get up before the class and recite it word for word. And that sure did come in handy as a Baptist preaching Spurgeon sermons. <laughs> Because we Baptists all had Spurgeon sermons, you know. And I could preach them word for word. Or Dr. George K. Truitt, pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas. I could preach them, just read them once and preach them word for word. You know, if the Spirit wanted me to add something, I'd add something, you know. But, uh, but I did that on the Sunday school, you see. So I got up there and taught it. And then when it was over, I'd say, Whew, boy, I'm glad that's over. Thank God for another week, you know. And, and I'd get to the pulpit. I couldn't hardly wait for that 11 o'clock service, you see, because, boy, the anointing to come on. I didn't have any anointing to teach. I just told what I learned out of the book. But when I got up to preach, the anointing came. And here I went, <laughs> praise God, to preach. But you know, one, one afternoon, one afternoon, Thursday afternoon to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, in that parsonage, I'd been lying down taking a little nap. I woke up and seemed to be thirsty. I got up and walked from our bedroom across the living room into the kitchen and got me a drink of water. I started back across the living room. I was right in the middle of the living room when suddenly this something came on me. Now, let's stop this a little bit and I'll come back to this in a moment. I'll come back to this in a moment, take a little, not exactly a side excursion, but yet right on the other hand, it's, it's, it's good for us. Remember in the Old Testament, and let's turn back to that a little bit. I think it'll help us to see something here. Let's turn back to 2 Kings now. Let's turn back to 2 Kings. And uh, I want you to notice, well, uh, let's, let's go to 1 Kings first, and then we'll come to 2 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. And uh, verse 19. So he departed thence, that's Elijah, and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, 
who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Now how come him to cast his mantle upon him? Well, you'll find that the Lord had told him. If you'll read previous verses, we'll not take time to do it. Now then, I want you to notice that he cast his mantle upon him. That signified, you see, casting his mantle upon him signified that the Spirit of God would come upon him and anoint him to stand in the office of prophet like Elijah did. So this came upon me. Not only upon me, I could feel it on me just like if somebody throwed a cloak over my shoulders or an overcoat, see? But then it also went down inside me into my spirit. I stopped dead still. I knew what it was. It was a teaching gift. He just promoted me just then to the office of teacher. I said, I can teach now. Never liked it before. Immediately I, I wanted to. I had the desire to do so. And we had a little handful of ladies in our church that met on Wednesday afternoon. My wife met with them, and I usually, maybe missed a couple of times, to pray Wednesday afternoon, to pray. And they would pray about requests that was turned into them or anything that we told them about till they became expert in praying. Well, I don't know about you, but if I receive something from God, I like to try it out first. And I usually try it out under the most adverse circumstances. I didn't announce anything. I went, I carried my other service on just like I always did. I didn't announce that we was having that. I said to these few, handful, six, seven, eight, maybe once in a while, nine. I said to them, we, we usually pray a couple hours. I'm going to teach you for an hour and then we'll pray an hour. And I just started teaching that little group on Wednesday afternoon. See, not a, not a publicized service. Wednesday night's ordinary, our ordinary announced service. Prayer meeting, you know. And so these ladies told others, others started coming, they told their husbands. Their husbands started taking off and work coming. I'm exercising my teaching gift. Until actually on Wednesday afternoon, we'd have more people there than we did on Wednesday night. And we didn't even announce we was having anything. But it got out, you see. And to my utter amazement, you see, uh, before I was a preacher, and I like that anointing. I'd, I'd like to preach more often, but the anointing don't come on me to do it, so I don't do it. If you want to, you know, if, if you've never heard me, if you'll get the tape, El Shaddai. How many of you got that one? Well, that's preaching. See, I preached that, not taught it. Preached it. And I used to preach that way constantly. And, and, and so, the, the anointing, came on me to teach. And I didn't know you could get anointed, you see, except to preach. But man, I found out standing there in one spot, never moving, just teached. The greatest anointing, heaviest anointing came on me. The anointing of the teacher. Then there's the anointing of the prophet. No, you won't know anything about it unless God called you to that office, but you have to learn to yield to the anointing. The anointing is different. The anointing's different. A lot of times, you see, uh, I, because I operate the biggest majority of time under the anointing of the teacher. But a lot of times I'm sitting there and that anointing to preach comes on me. Oh, 
I know the difference. It's the same spirit, but it's just different. That's all it's doing. It's a different quickening. I don't know hardly how to explain it. But it just simply comes on you. You know. And then there's the anointing of the prophet that's entirely different. It's the same spirit, but it's a different anointing. It's just flat, a different anointing. And it's, 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 it's entirely different. I don't know hardly how to explain it to you, but sometimes I think maybe it's like the old preacher said. Somebody kept asking him, what do you mean? He called it ointment, and, and he's still scriptural in the Old Testament. And actually that word anointing from, the, from both the Hebrew and the Greek one version of it is ointment. They would anoint people with ointment. Remember the woman that anointed Jesus' feet? See? So this preacher, you know, kept talking about the ointment. Somebody said to him, one of his men said, said, said Reverend, said, what do you mean? You always keep talking about the, the, the ointment. Well, he said, I don't know what it is, but I know when it ain't. <laughs> well, I concur with him. <laughs> it's difficult to explain sometimes, but you sure know when it ain't. Are you listening to me now? Hallelujah. And I found out that oftentimes in the ministry of the, of the prophet, that the anointing's there to stand in that office and to minister. And you can just enter right into it. Then again, sometimes when I'm sitting on the platform, that anointing starts coming on me. And there's a, there's a different quickening about it. It's the same spirit, but there's just a different quickening. And, and sometimes you, you need, and, and here's where music comes in. And, and the same thing's true with the other gifts. Music has something to do with the anointing. You'll notice here in the Old Testament, right here in 1 Kings, Second Kings, rather, that Elisha, I'm going back to him again here in a moment now, but notice what Elisha said in Second Kings 3, 15, but now bring me a minstrel. And when the, it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Then he began to prophesy. The hand of the Lord is the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. Very often in the Old Testament is called the hand of the Lord. Notice when the minstrel played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. Well, I know, and I've learned from experience, if you can get at those times when it seems that, you know, like I said, sometimes I don't need anything. I mean, the anointing just so heaven's just there, and I can just take right off. But then I, I, you need that. And if you can get the wrong song, it'll kill it. The Spirit will just lift from you. But you can get the right song and plunge into it. Remember, I was preaching it a convention for the Foursquare folks in this district, South Central District. They were having a convention in September 1958 in Newton, Kansas. And, uh, and so I was the main speaker, and I was speaking one night, and they had their different churches came in, you see, and of course the local church had some musicians, but then, then they'd formed a, a band, you know, and horns and so on and so forth, and had a pretty good orchestra. And so I, I said to them, play something. The spirit of, I feel the spirit of the prophet moving upon me. Now, the spirit of the prophet is very similar, akin to the spirit of prophecy. There is a gift of prophecy, and there's anointing to prophesy. That, that is a little higher anointing, a little heavier anointing than anointing to speak with tongues and interpret. Both of those are under the inspiration of the spirit. But to prophesy, it takes a little more faith and a little, little greater anointing for the simple reason that tongues and interpretation can sort of lean on each other. You see what I mean? Can you understand that statement? But the anointing to stand in the prophet's office 
is beyond the anointing to prophesy, way beyond it. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book by Kenneth Hagan entitled, Called of God. The next book in this offer is from Lynette Hagan entitled, God's Positioning System. The next in this offer is the CD from Craig Hagan entitled, The Greater Mentality. And last but not least is the CD from Denise Hagan Burns entitled, Holy Spirit, the ultimate best friend. All this for the special price of $30. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. I want to call your attention to something. We call it Rama College Weekend. It's April 24, 25, and 26, Friday through Sunday, yes. where you come to the Rama USA campus, you get to attend classes, you meet with instructors, there's a luncheon on Friday, yes. Friday night there is a fun night, and then tour the campus, there's information on jobs and housing, yes. and then at the Sunday morning service at the Rama Bible Church, mm -hmm. you can be a part of that. If you want to know about anything that's going on with Rama, you just go to rama.org. Yes. It comes up. You that's can find right. whatever you need. Monday, Kenneth Hagan will start a new and powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.